You're listening to I Am Goddess Collective Podcast, a lifestyle podcast for the modern mystic woman, where we explore topics on spirituality, female empowerment, and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Nixie Marie, and I will be here with you every Tuesday to sit together and rise, feel the energy of the sacred feminine, and explore what it means to be a goddess. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, sisters. Welcome back to another episode of I Am Goddess Collective Podcast. We have been interviewing some of the most amazing guests lately, and I've got another amazing guest on the show today. We've got Marion Hearth. I hope I said that right, Marion. So it's Marion. Marion. Okay, Marion Hearth. More like heart. Okay. Marianne Hart of Hearth of I'm just gonna call you Marianne Hart. <laughs> uh, she is actually the the priestess, the butter priestess. We haven't had that that type of title on here before. Of <laughs> Goddess Ghee, which is a rooted and magical or magical and radical mama of two wild cubs. She's a healer and a feeler, and she is passionate about radiating health food as medicine, resilience, and living from the heart and primal mothering. So we're really happy to have you on. She's going to talk to us about, I don't even know yet where this conversation is really going to go, but uh, she's the creator of Goddess Ghee. And as you all sisters and everyone listening here know, we love anything goddess related. So welcome to the show, Marianne. Did I say that right again? Thank you. <laughs> I like it, Marianne. Marianne. Um, I, yeah, but I usually pronounce it Marion. Marion, okay. And, but I, I really, it's very goddessy, Marion. <laughs> Maybe I have, I have a friend who has, who spells her name like you and it's Marion. So that's why it's screwing with my brain. Oh. <laughs> Well, sister, tell us a little bit about your journey. Uh, You're from Asheville, and it just feels like you're so rooted in this, like, you just have a lot of earth medicine. And so I really want to hear, like, where your journey began as a goddesspreneur, how you felt so called to work with butter and ghee and, you know, create these magical elixirs for people to experience um, this this kind of butter culture we're all kind of diving into. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Um, so really, I I didn't actually set out to make a legit business or even see myself as an entrepreneur. I had no business plan, um, no investment or capital or anything to work with. So it was all just kind of one step at a time. And I guess I could say baby step in that I feel like goddess Ghee is my third baby. And she came to me, her conception came to me through my mothering process and through having these other two babies. Mm -hmm. And basically I had just sort of always seen myself as a homemaker and a mother and never really imagined myself being in the business world. Um, and just want to share my gifts and feed my family and feed people my med. And so 
I, at the time that Goddess Ghee came to me, I was um, breastfeeding a six-month-old and a two-year-old at the same time. And my whole life was about food. I woke up in the morning and thought about food. And when I laid down at night on my pillow, was still thinking about food and was just instant recipe development. Um, like my entire day was just nursing these babies and feeding myself um, every one or two hours. <laughs> and so my, I, and I was, am and was passionate about food as medicine and making sure to eat foods that help me feel radiant and alive and grounded and helped support what I was doing at that time in my life. Um, and so had I not been in the circumstance that I was in, I think that I would have just shared my ghee and my medicine and my food with my friends and family and community. But I was in the I was in a relationship that was financially dependent on my children's dad. And I and I'm someone that that could feel okay to me if it felt safe, but we, it wasn't a healthy relationship and I needed to get to a place where I could financially provide for myself and get out of that relationship. And, um, and just side note on that, now we co-parent beautifully and have like our finances separated and it feels really amazing. We wow. do it really well. And we have a really amazing co-parenting family dynamic. Um, but yeah, so I needed to get financially um, independent. And, and so I asked myself, you know, I was busy <laughs> running like a household and feeding myself and taking care of a two-year-old and a six-month-old. And so I asked myself, what am I already doing that I could just do a little extra of and earn some income, like share this with people I know and make some money. And, um, and ghee had been something that I had been making and keeping stocked in my pantry for over two years, ever since my first little one was born. Um, my friend told me about ghee and because I couldn't eat dairy at the time that I was uh, right after he was born. And she told me about ghee and it just became my life. Like I didn't live without ghee for yeah. a couple years. And so... Um, so ghee was already something that I was making regularly every moon cycle and feeding it to myself and my family. And I loved it. And I had a few friends that had tried my ghee and said, you should make extra and sell this. And it's really good. And so I just took that and that idea and just started moving slowly on it. Mm -hmm. um, and I really imagined just feeding my kind of local community and making some extra ghee and, and that was it. And then, um, and so I started really small in those baby steps and just worked it and just made it happen as best as I could. And, and then over the years, the, the support and the receptivity from my community and from um, wider, like now it's growing and, and more people are receiving this creation. And, um, it's, 
yeah, it's spreading, spreading the geek goodness. <laughs> and, um, and so it kind of just, for me, it was like, I went into it pretty blindly, kind of in sort of a, a pinch. And then all of a sudden, I realized kind of after the fact, like, wow, this is really something. And this is beautiful, because I get to create and do something that I'm passionate about and love doing. And and it can support me and support my dreams. So, wow, that's awesome. Well, I love, I, you know, often hear that many stories or many businesses are kind of birthed out of a, you know, breakup or a um, life transition, something that, you know, kind of propels us into our purpose in some way. And that's kind of really what I hear from your story. And, you know, I think I kind of want to bring out that that sense of becoming financially independent as a woman today. I think it's incredibly powerful and empowering to be in that space and to know like you can take care of yourself and you don't need to rely on a man, which we have, you know, for decades. But we've also for decades been really working hard towards financially providing for ourselves. So what does that feel like for you now that you've created something that has been supporting you? Yeah, so um, this this question really tunes into kind of exactly what is the current evolution of goddess key. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, I, it took me a while to, to really kind of shift into that financial um, independence or just that independent. And then now I'm finding myself um, realizing that, I can't, it's, I can't do it alone Mm -hmm. and I need support and I need, um, like I need the interdependence. So I'm somebody who wants like, you know, like I can take care of myself and I can do this myself and like have been in some ways sort of creating this illusion that I'm like this just over here running my queendom and (laughs) um and that I don't need any help or support and so something that I'm really softening into right now is um is allowing like seeing how much support I do need in my personal life but also just in my business and um and but wanting really wanting it from other women because for me whenever I um, am allowing you know and this is like just my journey with it not everybody's but whenever I'm um, getting that getting support from a man or anything that like represents the patriarchy whether it's a bank and a credit card or a loan or um or just when I'm like looking to that and it's tempting, you know, like, Oh, let me take out this loan to help fund my business growth. And like, and I've done that. And what I'm coming to now is that there's a bigger mission for me as an individual and for all of us and for goddess ghee that has to do with the sisterhood and has to Mm -hmm. do with women supporting women. And like I put, you know, the name goddess is in, my brand and to really embody that and like wow it's not 
it's not just me shifting into the masculine business model. It's not me, um, like it's not me struggling. It's not me kind of like doing this, like I'm working hard and I'm creating this whole hierarchy and I'm at the top and this whole thing in it. It's like in business, that's kind of the framework that we're working with, but um, to stay really pure in, in that goddess energy is to call in the sisters and to stay in my feminine power, which is also softness, which is also self-care. And mm. like, so for me, a big piece now lately, cause I did, I, I busted ass for a couple years and there are times where it was, you know, me just like full on not taking care of myself, work, work, work hard and, and not, you know, really embodying the full spectrum of goddess. And, (laughs) and, um, and now where I'm at with it is calling in for more support. I have, I've been learning how to like really share this business and switch. Um, Cause I'm right now I'm the sole owner of mm-hmm. goddess Give, but I'm learning to delegate and call in more support and learning how to invite other women and, and bring their gifts into it and, um, and getting the support I need so that we can all flourish in it. A ho to all of that, sister. <laughs> <laughs> I I really feel strongly that uh you're on this um this sense of like a mission so to say of like how we can create business from the feminine way. I think, you know, the feminist movements, I often say this, have like served us to a certain degree and now it's like we need to evolve from there and I think we have been, you know, I want to be like the man and I was a total tomboy growing up. So I thought that by being like the man, I would be strong and powerful. And by being one of the guys, I was cool enough, you know, and and I think that's why us sisters have felt that strong call to come back to, you know, working with the goddess, working with the feminine energy, because there's so much healing to be done in that space and in business, I I totally feel you, you know, I never saw myself as a businesswoman. But in a sense, we have we have to play that role, because there's this new way this new, you know, and I don't even know yet what it looks like, because it's being created right in front of us, you know, but it's like, Mm -hmm. you'll get advice, I totally feel from like the masculine, you know, and they're like, Oh, just go get a loan or just go do this or, you know, (laughs) just just make it happen. And it's like, but that doesn't really feel right. You know, and mm-hmm. and at the same time, if we have this vision to grow to a level of 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 you know, of high prosperity and abundance for for ourselves and the team that maybe we call in, it does require a little bit of masculinity within us, you know. And it's like, how do we balance that? So, yeah. I really feel you. I think you know you're you're speaking to a lot of sisters out there right now who are you know, feeling that, that we need that level of support and delegation and delegation is a whole nother 
job, really. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, with this journey and where you are now, um, where do you see Goddess Ski going in like the next couple of years? Mm, yeah. So, um, I, well, I had a couple of different thoughts when you were sharing, just even about the, yeah, finding like that, um, that balance and finding our inner masculine. And I, as far as delegating too, it's like, I, I'm seeing it more as this invitation, you know, because I've set myself up in this role where I have um, started this thing, like initiated this, this business and led her to where she is. And then now it's like a lot of just inviting um, my sister's to bring their gifts and for them to not wait on me to, you know, like manage them or tell them everything. And it's been really beautiful. And it's, it's kind of reckless in a way, like the way that I do business is not, you know, like if I were to meet with a regular business coach or if I like in that masculine mindset, they'd be like, wow, that's really, um, sort of reckless to just, trust in that way and to just sort of take steps forward without knowing where it's going to go. And that, I mean, for me personally, I, I'm like very Pisces, Pisces sun and Mercury, all of it. Um, so I'm like dreaming, I'm just dreaming this all up and it's all just magically unfolding and manifesting as I go. But then, um, I do have thankfully the Capricorn rising that keeps it really in the earth and really like, okay, I have this goal and I've got to, got to move, move with this and like actually accomplish this and do this. So, um, and as far as where we're going, that's been something that I've been asking myself a lot of recently. And one thing that feels really clear to me is I do want to shift my business model into a collective. And um, I have always, since its conception, within the first month or two of Goddess Geek conception, I wrote in my journal that I imagined owning this business with two other women. And I pictured this like triple goddess yeah. energy mm-hmm. and having it like I didn't want the full responsibility I did this out of necessity and I did this out of like here's my gifts and here's my passion and I need this to support me and put food on our table but like I didn't necessarily want um want to be like solely responsible and so I'm dreaming up right now like how to really invite that and how to shift. I mean, right now I have an amazing team, um, three women who are just full in and passionate and they're like, they're with me. I feel so supported by them and they love goddess ski and they love what we're doing and it's beautiful. And I am wanting to shift our model to where we are more of a collective, um, and more like a profit sharing model, but it's tricky because I've been just scrounging, you know, honestly, like trying to creating a business without any investments or anything to put into it to start and just making it work and it's working. 
thankfully. <laughs> but, um, but so yeah, so what, you know, what I want to see is there us being like a true collective where I feel like there's more than just me kind of putting in um, the investment. Like I'm wanting, I'm wanting to kind of just ask for help, like get better at asking for help and calling in more, um, more sisters to like hold this dream with me and this vision. And I believe in it. It's, it's such incredible medicine, life-changing medicine, what we're doing. And, um, I, we'd like, we have room to scale some and to grow some, but that's not really my focus. My focus is creating a, um, sustainable, resilient, brand that can support all of us to just naturally create and do what we do and um and of course make more medicine and share more medicine I you know there's been so many times where people have said like oh you can scale up like this or cut your cost this way or do it this way and I'm all about like let's do it like with the most intention and quality and like, let's do it the slow way. Let's take time to build an altar before we make ghee and let mm. take the time to top our blends with a rose petal, a, a bud of rose. And like, let's, let's do it well. And, and trust that if we're just doing it with that potency and that intention, that, it's going to be supported and mm. it is mm. that is so beautiful i i feel your love and your passion for this so deeply um such a deep level and you know you you touched on so many points there about just me kind of having this vision of you know what if this is the new way of business what if this is this this new way that we're kind of paving the way or people like you and women who are coming into this realization that, you know, business doesn't have to look the way that it's looked for so long. I do believe that, the, you know, the structures and um, the businesses that are, you know, standing for sustainability, they're, they're creating a role model, but we're not there yet. You know, I think that there's so much to be said for paving the way, but I also feel you on the path of like kind of swimming upstream a little bit. You know, you're doing something that not a lot of people have done before. So you sound a little maybe crazy to some people and it might not make any sense. Like, well, why do you want to not cut costs there and cut costs there? But, you know, we're it's I keep saying this, but like, I feel like we have to go backwards to go forwards again because we've gotten to such this like fast paced society, go buy everything, consume, consume, consume. But the quality of things, like the way in which things are, you have this intention, you know, you're going to set the time to put the roses on. Now that's becoming so much more valuable than the quick thing, you know, like I can yeah. go get ghee on Amazon. I can go get ghee at Whole Foods. But if my ghee has a rose petal in it, that's going to spark my interest, you know, and I'm going to go, oh, this feels yeah. like the feminine coming through. This feels like this sister knows what's what I'm about, you know. So mm -hmm. what are some of the challenges that you've had, like kind of swimming up this stream where you've kind of been, you know, yeah. going against well, the norm? 
yeah, that's the thing. Like we've had, I mean, we had um, Whole Foods and some other big stores like contact us years ago um, and excited to bring it on the shelves. And and every time, um, and we're, you know, it's open. Like I want to be open to how this business wants to unfold. But one thing that I've ran into with that is once, um, once a business starts letting like the kind of masculine business model and those structures start determining how we do business, then that's when there's like this feminine, intuitive, mysterious, flowy process that gets lost. And for example, you know, I wanted to start, we, we print, I mean, we do everything kind of in-house ourselves and the slow way and the the most beautiful high quality way that we can. And at one point I wanted to outsource our label printing and start, you know, ordering like from a company and you have to order in such huge quantities and bulk quantities. And I was going to have to decide, okay, this is our set line. This is what we carry. These are the things we do and order this massive quantity of labels and, um, for me, when I was up against that decision, I'm like, it doesn't leave room for creativity. It doesn't leave room for flexibility. And like, we're me and my whole team, like, that's what we're about. We're like flowing and staying intuitive. And so if next week I want to try out making a ghee with a new herb in it, I want to be able to do that. And we can make our own label and put it on there and like, and give it to our off and offer it and so that's been a challenge is that I get a lot of advice typically from men (laughs) um, about how to kind of grow my business and make it more successful and um and it's it's like whenever I, I come up against these sort of structures a lot that make it to where I would get locked into becoming um, sort of like a slave to my brand and like, okay, now we have to fulfill this many orders and this and kind of making it. Um, and, and then it just snowballed. Like I've seen it happen, you know, in microwaves in my business, but in other businesses yeah. where it just kind of snowballs at that point. And, and so, you know, it's just, I'm, I'm pretty good at resistance, like in a lot of different ways. Like I, you know, even the way that I mother and the way that I've birthed and the way that I live my life. I'm like no stranger to <laughs> swimming upstream and doing things yep. differently. And people looking at me like, you're crazy. <laughs> um, so, and it, and it always works out. And then they later look at me and they're like, wow, I really respect you. <laughs> like literally every time, whenever I'm, just staying in my intuition and staying in the heart center and doing things with the integrity than anyone who ever looks at me and thinks I'm crazy later comes to me and says, wow, I really respect you for having the courage to do that differently. So I think that that's what it is. You know, we, I was just thinking earlier, like we, we might not be making millions, but we're making medicine and 
health is wealth. And if, if we are changing people's lives by sharing this, this medicine and changing our lives by making it and by taking it in, then, then we're wealthy. And as long as that can support our dreams and our life and keep us our livelihood going, then, then it's working. I just had to write that down, like medicine over millions, bringing that back <laughs> out. That's a, a little uh, a meme right there, like a quote we need yeah. to definitely pull out. So powerful, you know, and I think t- today in today's world, so many, so many people are, are climbing their way to the top and, and going, this is it. Like, this is what I, I, I'm here now. Now what? You know, and then right. they've got the millions, they've got the billions, whatever, and realizing maybe that's not it. But I really believe like we have to do the inner work to feel that sense of like, you know, health and wealth and all that. And that's why this health and wellness industry is definitely, I think, blown up so much like in the past 10 years, you know, not even two years. It's not the same as it was before. But ultimately, you know, that that concept, the mindset of like, I'm already wealthy. I'm wealthy everywhere around me. My bank account doesn't need to define who I like that I'm successful or that I'm a millionaire or whatever. I think it's really, you know, it's in the mindset. And and ultimately, most people from the work that I've done with like money and abundance and all those things, it's like most millionaires and billionaires are actually pretty grateful. You know, there there is the greed and the, you know, all that stuff that rules a lot of our society, but it's also programming, you know, so it's like, I think so important to put our health first. And you said earlier, you know, let food by the, be thy medicine. And so it just sounds like you you know exactly where your path is. I love the message that you're speaking out right now. But I actually, I, I just keep thinking of this question. I'm like, but what, like, what really called you to work with Ghee? Like, what are some, for some of those listeners out there that aren't familiar with Ghee, they're like, what are they even talking about? Um, <laughs> like, just kind of yeah. give us a little bit of a, a basic on, you know, what ghee is and uh, how how your medicine even, even differences from some of the others. I know we talked a little bit about the slow process of it, but what's inside, you know, how it can benefit our health. Give us all the statistics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, like I said earlier, the the way that ghee was introduced to me was that I had a baby and my friend who is an amazing um, postpartum doula told me about ghee because I wasn't able to eat dairy while I was breastfeeding because my baby was gassy. And, um, and, you know, when I started eating ghee and making it, I really felt like I felt grounded. I felt so nourished by it. And it tastes delicious and it's so versatile. And so anyway, I should rewind and say that the way that I describe ghee is that it's pure butter oil. And so it's, it's this oil from butter. um, And so it doesn't have lactose or casein in it um, and it's super easy to digest. And so I just kind of loved it on this simple basis and it felt like medicine in my body at that time. But then as I started venturing into creating a business with ghee, I started just reading more and learning more about it. And I was like, wow, this is this 
ancient food medicine. This is the staple of Ayurvedic medicine. This is worldwide, like this medicine. And then the thing, like my connection to ghee that really kind of came through at some point was um, that it's, it's like, to me, it's, it's the essential oil of, of milk. And Mm. so um, we're rendering like this essence of the, and, and ghee, like milk comes from these mother cows. And because I've breastfed two babies, like I have that connection where I'm like this, this is capturing the essence of the feminine. And in this way, I mean, in India, like the cows are considered sacred and this, and to me, they are like, when I'm, when I encounter this creature, I'm just in awe. She's like this just glorious, strong beast. (laughs) And, um, And so I feel I feel like ghee holds um, holds this energy of the earth, like it's taking and our and so we source like the main thing that I've been careful about sourcing is always sourcing like from grass fed cows, and I see that I like see the whole process where I'm seeing um, these cows that are eating this fresh green grass and eating of the earth and like mm. getting the nourishment from there. And when I eat it, I feel that like earth energy Mm. and that groundedness and that maternal nourishment. Mm. I feel the like mother energy in, in it. And that, um, so that's, that's kind of my sort of deeper connection with ghee that has formed along the way. But as far as how we are making it, you know, a lot of big ghee companies will put the butter in a big steam kettle and, um, and it's not actually there's, I could go into like a whole thing, but I won't, but (laughs) it's not actually, there's a difference between ghee and clarified butter. And a lot of companies are making clarified butter and calling ghee. Um, the only way to make true ghee is over, like it has to be over a flame. It has to be an open vessel. Um, it, there's all these elements involved. The moon really affects it. There's, and it's like every time the ghee is making itself and it's teaching us what it wants. Like mm. it's, I can't even, there's no script. Like that's the other thing about going into the kitchen. Um, my team is actually in the kitchen today and I went in there this morning and it's just like, it's ceremony. Every time mm. we're in there, we're, we are bringing like all of our intentions and our prayer and we're like, this medicine is like, we're making it and it's making us. And it's, it's a ceremony every time we're in there and it just feels so powerful, like stepping into that kitchen and being in there and making it. And, and so for us, like, not only are we making really dank ghee, like we're making, you know, like the best quality ghee that yeah. you can, that you can buy. Like I've tried, I've tried them all in the, and I'm not saying this from ego and I'm not saying it from like, because it's mine, like everyone tells me this. And so it's like, this is from 
you know, all of the feedback. Yeah. yeah, It's like, it's from the feedback that I've heard. And so not only are we making just really um, high quality medicine, but also I think the thing that really sets us apart is that we understand, like I understand that when we make medicine, we're infusing it with all of us. Like it's ghee is a conduit. It's like, it's a holder. It's a menstruum for the herbs that we put in it. And it's also a conduit for whatever thoughts we put into it when we're making it. And so one of my requirements, even when I've hired anyone to come and work in our kitchen is just to bring, like, you can, you can bring the heaviness and bring the grief, like that's all welcome too. But it's like, we're bringing our prayer because whatever our prayer is, like whatever I'm needing today and praying and calling into my life, like we're, I'm trusting that that's a collective cry. That's a collective Mm. um, endeavor. And so each batch, like when we're making it, we're infusing it with our intentions and our prayer and like really letting so that each jar from each batch is like going out to somebody and with the intention and, and the the knowing, like I know that when someone could like puts that, when we consume something, when we take it in, we're like taking all of it in. We're not just taking in like, okay, I just ate this spoonful of ghee. We're taking in the whole process from where the cows came from and their life and those farmers and how we made it in the kitchen and how we're living our lives. And if I'm feeding you medicine because out of like a place of stress and strife and all of this negativity, then like you're going to, that's like in some way, like that's going into you when you eat that. And I believe that with everything that we eat, um, that when we eat, it's like a prayer and we're feeding our body with all of the prayers of everything that went into what we are taking in. And so I, so that I think is probably the biggest thing that sets us apart as far as what we're making and doing is, and, and you guys it's, also it's put just, like herbs and stuff in, in inside of it as well, right? Which I've never yeah, seen. Yeah. And those all just kind of came naturally like at my home kitchen. I didn't even really intend when I started Goddess Ghee to make all these different blends and then I'll just end up making them at home. And then, you know, like the Lunar Cacao, which is one of our top sellers, it's ghee with um, raw honey that I actually sourced from the farm where my, that I used to live on where my son was born and, um, and cacao and ashwagandha, maca, shatavri. Um, and that just came to be because I was home one day and I didn't have any chocolate and I was craving, um, craving that medicine. And I whipped up like this ghee fudge with cacao powder and honey. Mm. And then later ended up adding these herbs that support the hormones because I found myself like right before my moon cycle, every time I would eat, I would just crave this chocolate ghee, this like cacao ghee and crave that magnesium and that medicine. And then I started adding in these other herbs. And so really like everything that we have is just stuff that I've made for me. Like it's never with the intention of like, Oh, what will sell or what do people want or what's profitable or marketable? It's like, 
okay, like, what do I want? What do I want to eat? What do I want to feed my family? Like, what's going to work for us? And then, and then I make it for us. And then if I like it, then, then it just feels natural for me to share about it. I'm like that with everything. I'm such, it's like, if I love something and something is, is medicine to me in my life, then I can't help but want to share with my friends and tell them all about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Well, I'm, I'm like drooling a little bit. I'm like, uh, okay, I definitely need to try some of this ghee. So uh, I'll send you some. Yeah, I would love to try it. It's like, I love ghee so much. I mean, I started and now I'm like, oh, I bet the ghee that I buy is probably not even real ghee or something. You know, it's like, I don't really, I pay somewhat attention, but I just buy the the brand at like Whole Foods or something. It's like fourth heart or something. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's, it's, this is all good. It's like good awareness to have. And it kind of reminds me of like the marijuana industry a little bit, how like, I, I know a lot of people who are really, you know, they spent their lives like building their, their farms, growing their farms with intention, like I've, I've met people who, you know, play mantras while in growth stages. And now just what's happened to the industry is so different. It's they've, you know, it becoming legal has really pushed all of those people out. And now it's all about the money, all about the millions and billions. And and it's just such a huge industry. And I often think too, even with, with like, the witch rising and goddess magic all coming to the surface. And, and I just often think like, okay, let's not get too far ahead where we're losing the sacredness of what this really is, you know, because I've been studying this for over a decade now. And, you know, then there's like people that come out and it seems to be like, oh, well, this is the right way. And then, so like, I guess I have a question around that where, you know, when you often see other people or companies and businesses doing that where they're they're taking sort of the sacredness out of the process how does that like how do you deal with that and how does that really make you feel yeah um yeah it's interesting you brought up a lot of things in that question um because what i see actually is that for me i trust that like I'm I'm not I don't have the reach or the audience to really um share all about ghee or all of this stuff um with myself and so in some ways when I see like these other kind of really like larger ghee brands um getting big and getting a lot of attention and bringing attention to ghee, then I'm thankful for it because, and like, that's medicine too. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, it's not that it's, that it's not medicine. Um, there, you know, like when I see that I'm, I'm grateful that this ancient medicine is being spread and people are finding it and they're, um, they're being exposed to it. And then, you know, hopefully they'll look into it more and they'll ask a question like, Oh, well, you know, what is this? Or look into it. And maybe they find us or maybe they learn to make it at home or, or they keep buying, um, that clarified butter. It's called. (laughs) Um, And that's okay. Like for me, I don't feel, I, I feel like it's, you know, 
it's all just, and even like you said, you brought up with the cannabis industry, it's like, um, the exposure and the awareness like comes up and we get introduced to these medicines, these ancient medicines. And then, and then it takes us on a journey of finding like the more kind of pure, um, forms of it. And it's interesting that you, you brought that up too, because we just, um, had a com- I just had a beautiful conversation with these women in Colorado who are growing um, hemp that we're going to start putting in our ghee and infusing in our in our ghee, and they're doing it like with a really similar, um, like it's just the same. It's the same vibe <laughs> that we're working yeah. with here. Hemp, and wasn't hemp like illegal in the U.S. to grow? Or was it? Um, there's another. Well, CBD isolate is, and I don't know if you're, um, but no hemp. Hemp is we can legally p- infuse hemp flowers into ghee. Um, we can't in North Carolina where I'm at. We can't put full like THC cannabis in there or CBD uh, right, isolate. Okay. Got it. So, um, which I'm, we were working with CBD isolate at one point, we had done a collaboration where we were putting CBD isolate into the ghee. And honestly, I wanted to stop like everything, like when I was in the kitchen and I'm working with this golden bright turmeric and this like deep, dark cacao and all of these, like we can smell this this morning, we opened a bag of Chatavri and it just smelled like heaven. It smelled like she with a thousand husbands or whatever. Like it smelled like that goddess, like herb. And that's all of the, everything that we work with is like so colorful and vibrant and scented. And then when we would open up the little jar of CBD isolate, it looked like a pharmaceutical drug. Mm. It looked like it was this sort of like little extracted component of the plant. I couldn't feel the plant anymore. I couldn't smell the plant. I couldn't see the plant's color. It's like this white powder, white kind of, and it felt to me like it didn't feel like, it felt like medicine, like it's, it's medicine, but it's not the like kind of pure raw plant um, essence that we work with. And so anyway, that's been a recent switch where we, you know, I wanted to do, I wanted to make that switch to working with, um, hemp flowers and working with the plant infusions. And it was a hard switch for me to make. And then, you know, life just worked it out for me and was like, yeah, you can't do this anymore. And I'm like, great. Thanks for holding me accountable to my values. And it works that way. As soon as I'm like, yeah, this doesn't really feel right. And then if I don't follow through, if I don't act on that, then life has a way of, you know, making it so, so that I have to stay in integrity. And so we're really, I'm so excited to be working with um, hemp flower infusions and working with the plant and because it's it's the same as like we're infusing tulsi and lemon balm and nettles and all of these other 
beautiful green smelly plants into the medicine and so I want the cannabis the hemp to be in the same form and be that way too so Mm. yummy (sighs) yeah well you know for for anyone out there I think the the root of really what I'm feeling from you is like even just the the way in which you just answered that question of you know just being grateful that the medicine is getting out there I think that that is also very much in relationship to, you know, when you're you have an idea and you're like, I want to get do this idea. And then you see somebody else already has done it in some way. You know, it's like, that's OK, because you're going to do it your way. And nobody's yeah. going to do goddess gi the way you do your gi. And nobody's going to do, you know, a multi-million dollar business corporation, whatever, in the way in which you are. So I think you know, there's always that question of how do I get started? How can I, you know, move through this block that's preventing me from starting a business or just pursuing a passion? And, you know, I really always say like start small. And I think those that are on the sustainable business path are going to be there. Like that's the slow fashion, the slow processing, the slow and steady, you know, it's like, that's very Capricorn of you, of course. I'm also, I'm a, I'm on the cusp of Capricorn and, um, I have a lot of Capricorn in my chart. So I, I, you know, I, I start to really appreciate that, you know, the goat that climbs up the hill slow and steady and, you know, and, and gets there when he's meant to get there. And, and we're all like our own uh-huh. flowers blooming at our own time. And, so I think that, you know, I just can kind of feel that those that are sitting out there that are, you know, in that stage of wanting to do something or thinking how creative it is that you've done something like don't let don't let other people's visions or the the multi-million dollar corporations or whatever, like prevent you from doing it. Yes, it's going to be a little bit more challenging. But if you're already like yourself, like known to swim upstream and really be courageous and actually really know where your integrity lies and your values, like you're going to be fine, you know. But yeah. I think that you you even saying like, you know, where your values lie and you know, like that you need to stay in, in relationship with your integrity. How did you really get clear on that you know was that just something like you wrote it all down and was like this is the only way I'm gonna do business going forward or is it sort of just like this intuitive knowingness that you're just like putting your foot down where it needs to be put because this is kind of your vision Mm. really it just happens along the way I mean I haven't done a whole lot of foresight or planning of how I was going to run this business or how I was going to do this. And it's, it's just like the constant listening and questioning and reevaluating. And even like I said, with, you know, um, even any decision along the way, it's, it's just staying open to what, what feels good that's really what it is what feels good and I've had times where I thought that I noticed myself giving into the pressure or like fitting into some structure or doing creating based on what I thought people wanted me to create Mm -hmm. and then um like even you know last winter I or this past winter I kind of revamped our line and I named the blends what I really wanted them to be named and their names that came through and I just, I started, like, I'm kind of always asking myself, like, how can this be more true? And how can this be 
more me and how can it be like just coming from creative energy and not trying to like give people what I think they want but just give them me <laughs> and yeah. give them our my creations and now my team's creations and so you know it's like it's just learning along the way I would say for me and staying open um you know I've had like a couple of friends try to give me advice, like, well, you should do this because fourth and heart is doing this with their bit or whatever. And I'm like, I'm not competing with them because I'm actually not like, I'm not, I don't see myself. And like you, you touched on whatever business someone is in. If you just, if you just decide that you're not competing with other brands or other artists or other people that are doing something similar to what you're doing and you commit to just doing it the way that you want to do it. And of course we can get inspiration and ideas along the way of how other people are doing it. And we will, because we're all tapping into the same source, right? Mm -hmm. Like none of our creative energy is really ours. It's like source energy that we're allowing to come through us. So like, you know, just because I started making this cacao ghee and then all of a sudden a couple years later, like this other brand is now making chocolate ghee. When I see that, I'm like, oh, they tapped into the same creative source energy that I did. Like my idea wasn't really original and I might do it different than them, but like really we're tapping into the same, the same creation energy, that same message. And so like, and seeing that, you know, knowing that there is like, there's no, it's not competition. I'll see, I mean, I'll even get order, we'll get orders, um, like a sample pack order from other ghee startup brands or whatever. And I don't, I'm like, this is good. It's just yeah. bringing more awareness to this medicine. More mm -hmm. people are getting this download from spirit to bring this medicine to people. And like, and I don't, it never feels threatening to me, you know, of course, if another company is like <laughs> making millions and, and doing it in this bigger way, I'm like, Oh, that's, you know, whatever. Of course, like I have those moments of yeah. like feeling comparison. small. Well, yeah. yeah. Like feeling small or petty or like, Oh, I'm barely, you know, um, whatever. But but then I just move through them. Like I, I just tell myself, like, I'm, I'm not competing. And that's, um, and so I would say for anyone that wants to start something and they feel like they're just this small fish in a big pond with a lot of other people doing it, it's like, they're not doing it how you would do it. They're not going to do it. They're not they're not going to do it in the same exact way. And like, we need variety, you know, like we need every, and it's like some people, they need there to be like cheap quality ghee available on the shelf at Trader Joe's because that's what they can afford. Or that's like yeah. where that's all they're going to see. That's like, and that's great. Like I'm like, okay, cool. Like that, that is holding a medicine too. And it's all just on this spectrum really of, of medicine. And so, you know, I realized that like not everybody is going to, um, well, and so I guess what I would translate that to is 
all you can do is offer like your fullest potent you creative expression into your offering and and trust that the people that it's meant for will find it and 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 it's all just landing exactly where it needs to land so and i just side note i want i will definitely get your address and pack you up (laughs) a a care package with some ghee because i would love for you to have some oh thank you yeah i'd love to try (laughs) some you know i'm like i just anything i think the thing with the podcast like lately i've been really feeling like talking to um local artists you know women who are at the farmers markets they're you know they're really putting themselves out there in a way that you know maybe isn't so much like they have a million followers or you know they have like all these things and they're like an influencer or a coach or something of that nature there's nothing wrong with all that but I feel just the sense of like the rawness and the realness of like growing small and and seeing like from all different levels and learning from each other and seeing that there's so many different scales of how we can have a business, you know, and it doesn't need to look like a million dollar company and and it can look like, you know, six figures, you're comfortable there. You don't need to grow any further than that. And it sounds like you just have such a strong, you have a strong sense of where you are. And I think that that's really admirable for myself included. And I'm learning so much from you and just like what you're creating and what you bring in your medicine to the world. So thank you so much for this powerful conversation. I definitely um, have a lot of takeaways. Um, So, you know, I I have a couple more questions before we wrap up the show today. Um, Also, side note, you guys, I just had to add this in here. We both like tuned in and we're we're drinking our cacao. So um, I've been talking a lot about cacao (laughs) lately and, and sharing this medicine. So I hope you all that have tuned in are inspired to uh, really work with ghee and um, check the sista out. So first and foremost, before we we close this out, I love to close out the show with this question. What does it mean to be a goddess to you? Mm, Yeah, I love that one. Um, To me, it means creation creative it's a creative force so staying in my art form whatever it is living as art um is beauty and i see the goddess like the goddess energy is creative potential it's um it's tending and it's beautiful Mm. and and it's supported i think one of the things that draws Mm. me into using shatavri as an herb so much is you know that name that word shatavri is the um it means in sanskrit she with a hundred husbands and I, the way that I, you know, some people hear that and they're like, Ooh, hundred husbands. <laughs> like, and it says it's an aphrodisiac and it means that too, but it also, the it's way like I support. see it is, yeah, she's supported mm-hmm. it like represents. And so that's how I see the goddess. Like I can't, um, embody the goddess or 
hold or even hold a business with the name goddess in it without support and without feeling nourished and supported and in a way that I'm allowed to, or that I'm able to create um, and express myself and my gifts. So, Mm. so yeah. (laughs) Beautiful. Thank you. Well, I'm, if everybody else's mouth is drooling like mine, I'm pretty, pretty confident to say that everybody's like, where can I get this key? I want to try some. You guys do uh, have an online website, right? Where people can an order. Yeah. Thank you for asking. So we, uh, the, the best place is just directly through our website, goddessgee.com. And we have a shop there um, and we pack up those orders directly with just like a sweet little package and, um, and a prayer. And so that's the best way. And then there's several stores all over the country that are carrying it, apothecaries um, and yeah, several places, but the best place would be just right on our website shop. Amazing. And you have like Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. Goddess Key. Yeah, we're Goddess Key on Facebook and Instagram. We recently, um, you know, we're, we're gently stepping into the world of YouTube and um, I haven't put much content up there at all. But one of my goals is to just talk more about and educate more about ghee and all of the amazing benefits of ghee and all of the things that we're creating. So beautiful. Well, thank you very much. Um, Yeah. Please go check out this sister. And and if you feel called to work with ghee or just, I I really think once you start to use ghee, you can't really go back. It's like, it's just, I put it in my coffee. I put it in like, I cook with it sometimes. Um, you know, I'm sure you're like the ghee guru. So you probably are like, uh, don't cook with ghee or something, but. (laughs) Oh no, you should cook with ghee. Ghee, one of the things that is amazing about ghee is it has a high smoke point. Um, one of the highest smoke points of any oil. So that's the thing that I love. Like I love coconut oil um, and olive oil, but they're not great to cook with. So I usually tend to keep those raw and ghee is, you will not damage the vitamin content and all of the amazing medicinal benefits of ghee by cooking with it. So really that's what it's meant to be used for is I use it as like, my kind of staple pantry cooking oil and cook all of my food in it. Yeah. Well, there we go. Learn something new. <laughs> well, thank you so much, sister. This has been such a joy to connect with you and, and hear all of your medicine that you have to share. I'm sure that everybody's like so excited for everything that you said. So I love Aww. you so much, sisters. I hear you. I feel you. Until next time. Bye for now. Bye, sister. Thanks so much for tuning in to I Am Goddess Collective podcast. Before we say our final farewells, I just want to remind you of some things that are going on within the collective. First and foremost, I'm so excited to share that we launched a online membership called the Goddess Life Membership this year. 
What this is, is it's a monthly and weekly membership where you dive deep into a devotional practice with yourself. You get support from sisters and you really create a self-love ritual practice. So every single month we gather for full moon rituals and it's an opportunity for me to see you and see your face and connect with you on a deeper level and you get to connect with me on a deeper level. You also get weekly guided meditations, you get weekly guidance, you get a theme every single week. So we, you know, really get to explore these topics that we discuss on the podcast on a deeper level. And it's a way for you to really integrate that which we talk about here. I really believe that, you know, we can talk about all this stuff on the podcast all we want. You can sit there and listen. But until we really integrate and actually apply these tools and these tactics to our daily lives, that's when we really start to see transformation. So if you're interested, if you're feeling the call to join the membership, this online coven, you can go over to IamGoddessCollective.com slash membership and sign up. It's only $22 a month. It's like a gym membership for your soul. So I hope to see you there. And also, I just want to remind you, we have a private Facebook group. I Am Goddess Collective. You can find it on the search engine and Facebook. We've got an Instagram page, I Am Goddess Collective Podcast. So if the weekly podcast isn't enough for you, we do post every single day. And it's just daily inspiration, daily female empowerment, spirituality, moon cycle information, all that good stuff that we're all about here as a modern mystic woman. And lastly, I just want to remind you, if you're really loving the show and you're having such a great experience, if it's impacted you in such a really beautiful way, I would love to see a rating, a review, please don't forget that iTunes and CastBox and all these amazing podcast platforms are awesome opportunities to share your story, to share how this podcast has impacted you. It really reminds me why I continue to do this. And also it really supports the show. It it supports the ability to bring new amazing guests on that are really, really amazing, awesome, smart experts in their craft. It also allows for us to expand the sisterhood and, you know, grow in the ways in which that I've discussed so many times on the show. So thank you so much for being you. Thank you so much for listening as always. I love you. I see you. I hear you. Until next time. Bye for now, sis.